As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Rondo makes his move. Drives again, back to Davis. Davis for three. Bang! Anthony Davis from downtown! And the Lakers take a nine-point lead. Timeout Miami. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday. I had to look at what day it was right now. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm your host, Dave DeFore. I'm joined by Jay King, Wazi Lambre, Mo DeKeel. This is the Daily Ding. And uh, guys, I think the Lakers are pretty good. They just defeated the Miami Heat. In game four to take a 3-1 series lead, 102-96. to uh, Jay, I'm going to start with you. Does this prove your point that the Miami Heat just suck at basketball? <laughs> Absolutely not. I thought that the Heat, the Heat played so well defensively. The Lakers didn't get much. And what they did get was a lot of like KCP, some Mark, Markeith Morris. Those guys actually made some plays that made a big difference for them. I didn't think offensively they ever hit a rhythm. The Lakers, the Heat, their defense has, has held up much better than I thought it would in this series. But the Lakers just got grimy. And they, they got grimy defensively. They got grimy on the offensive glass. And th- that's how they, they won this game. On, on top of, you know, like I said, big contributions from KCP and then Anthony Davis was so good defensively. They, they showed us the defensive team that they've been all year. Uh, Mo, what did you see out of the Lakers that was so different tonight than from Game 3? Honestly, I think a lot of it was just aggressiveness. I mean, even AD, just first play out of the gate, he misses the shot, but it's they're running a play for him, and he's attacking as soon as he gets it on the catch. He's not playing around with anything. And I think altogether, it was just a very aggressive attack. There were some things defensively I didn't like in the first half, a lot of the soft switching and things like that. I felt like they got better as the game went on. And, and you know, defensively, it improved as as it went on. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, they were just able to get to the line, which was something they weren't able to do in the first three quarters. I mean, they got 12 free throws in that quarter. Before that, I think they were at like eight total or something like that. So that was the kind of stuff you saw from the Lakers. And that fourth quarter was kind of their their masterpiece. I mean, AD dominated defensively in this game, in particular in the second half. And Waz, we talked about this on Buds. We thought that, you know, if Bam was going to play, 
that it actually could potentially hurt the Heat. Now, obviously, Bam is a better player than Myers Leonard. I mean, and he was plus three in this game, right? So uh, in 33 minutes, like they won the minutes with Bam, but it didn't feel like Miami had the versatility that they had offensively the last few games with all the Kelly Olenek and Myers Leonard. Yeah, I, I just think the Olenek stuff gives gives the the Lakers an extra dimension of things that they have to think about as far as defensively out at three, right? Like it makes you question whether you help on a strong or weak side when whenever you're guarding somebody who can shoot like Olenek can. And, you know, part of it was that I thought they should have played Olenek next to Bam, right? Like to sort of give them the size plus the shooting at the same time. But I don't think that's why they lost. I think it's I think the Lakers finally, you know, found their rhythm on defense, whether it was, you know, they were the lock and trail on Robinson and Hero coming off of screens was just masterful and magnificent. They were in those guys' shirts from the beginning. And then they were being smart about the switches on the perimeter whenever Hero and Duncan screened for each other. The the sort of dribble handoff stuff with Bam, they handled that stuff pretty well all night long when Duncan Robinson was coming off the dribble handoff. It's the same thing with, I think what the, what I liked what they did on the Jimmy pick and rolls, obviously like Mosin, instead of the soft switch, guys were hedging hard and then recovering, right? Like, because AD's falling back, he's so long, he can fall back and recover in time because, you know, he's such a huge guy. And, you know, Jimmy did not want to take outside shots. You know, uh, the special thing about that 40-point game of game three was that he took no threes, right? It was right. just... Just extreme efficiency in the paint, both floater range and right at the cup, and getting to the free throw line. And this game, he did the same thing. He didn't want to shoot. But this time, you know, a lot of times when he was doing his drive, his one on, he killed one-on-one game three. This time, one-on-one, it was AD waiting for him. And it's like, yeah. But he had no space. Right. You can get, he had no space, he can get right? to the foul line. He can get to floater range. But taking that shot over AD rather than KCP or Danny Green or Kyle Kuzma, it's mm-hmm. just a completely different pop- proposition. Well, Jimmy and shooters worked. You know, like we we've saw that work. And tonight, I thought Spolster went to too many lineups that was just a bunch of non-shooters. At one point, there it was Jimmy, way too much. Jimmy Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn, Andre Iguodala, Tyler Hero, and Bam Adebayo. And it's like, okay, so they got to guard one guy on the perimeter, and then they can just pack the paint. And it was really odd to me that 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 wouldn't be a time where you would get Olenek out there or Myers Leonard, who didn't even play. And he's been really good in the in the limited minutes that he played in this series. I I thought that was a little bit of a mistake on on Spolster's part. Not that I you know going to sit and second guess the best coach in basketball, but that was a little bit of a mistake. What were you about to say, Mo? No, I want to go back to the you know starting Olenek and Bam. Well, who are you taking out in the starting lineup? Because you're not going to start Olenek, Robinson, and Hero. Mm-hmm. You need to have Hero on because you need another playmaker. Robinson's your shooter. So it's like when everybody's always saying, or start Myers Leonard, whichever the two you want, you're you're putting defensive liabilities out there. And LeBron's just going to sit there going, that's that's who you're starting? Oh, this, this, this and, is fantastic. And, this is lunch. And to, to, you know? to, to, to what Mo's saying, um, I thought there were points in the second half where they found ways to exploit Duncan and Tyler Hero. Uh, the KCP bucket being the biggest one where it's the end of the shot clock and he just throws right past him for a layup. 
um, puts the Lakers up by seven, and that was essentially it. You know. Well, I want to I want to talk about KCP because you know this is a guy. I, I I think that people still consider him the player that he was in Detroit, which was obviously a much worse team, and maybe even that first year in LA. This guy is really, really good. He gave them buckets when nobody else was able to do it. He gave them buckets early and he gave them buckets late. But the thing that's most impressive to me is that the guy is hitting shots, Jay, while chasing Duncan Robinson around for entire possessions. I mean, Duncan Robinson is going to have nightmares about Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah, and he, he was guarding Hero. He did a good job on Hero. Though, chasing those guys around is tough because they're – always in motion the heat guarding the heat is so tough because they just cut and they run around screens and they're flying around 100 miles an hour all the time Duncan Robinson's got to be in some of the best shape in the league to run it around as much as he does and then at the other end it wasn't just the shooting from Caldwell Pope it wasn't just the drive past Robinson that was brought up it was the playmaking too five assists and and a lot of them were really nice passes and a lot of them set up AD he he just really made plays, and their half court offense wasn't great at times. Like LeBron settled for fadeaway thirty footers. There were some possessions like they got bailed out on the Markeith Morris step back <laughs> near the end of the shot clock. But there were way too many possessions that they were just stagnant and stalled. And KCP kind of he bailed them out of some of those possessions with with some nice passes and penetration. So I thought just his all around game was really impressive. It wasn't just the shooting or or the defending, like it was everything. He he gave them everything. Uh, the Lakers Lakers had a little bit of a rough game again with the turnovers. Mo, I, I thought Miami did a really great job of fronting all those post possessions. I mean, they could not make a post entry pass. The Lakers couldn't. Um, it, do you think that they they're going to get away with that another game, or you think Lakers are going to counter and start bringing Anthony Davis up higher like they did in the second half of this game? No, I think they're they may not be able to get away with the the fronting. But you know the big thing here, and this is something that's going to kind of get overlooked a little bit, is you know the Heat's goal was we're going to protect the paint. I mean, thirty four points in the paint for the Lakers is not a lot for this team. You know they they shot pretty well from three, thirty five percent, which is almost thirty six percent, which is kind of where you know a little bit above their average. But for the Heat, like their game plan was we're going to protect the paint. And what happened is, and it kind of goes to Jay's point about Caldwell Pope, they overreacted on some of these plays. Like, listen, KCP's driving baseline and he finds Davis for the three. And the reason why is because four Heat players are collapsing on Caldwell Pope. Like, you don't do that. Like, you'll, you'll live with KCP taking a, a, a contested layup against one or two guys. You don't need to all go. Or when he drives down the lane and found AD for the lob, same thing. You don't need to leave AD to go to KCP, stun at him and get back to AD, force a floater. But in your point too, Dave, I just think the Lakers are going to look at the film and if they continue to front, I think the most obvious thing besides what they did in the second half, which was get him up a little higher, is just flash somebody to the high post and have a little more patience when you're trying to make that entry pass. A lot of times I felt like they rushed it and pushed it. How's this for a wrinkle, Waz? Anthony Davis should maybe shoot more threes. He's shooting 40% from three on about three attempts a game. He was two of four tonight, but he had numerous opportunities on the wing. I mean, the guy's a great shooter, but he's really shooting the lights out in the bubble. But he was passing up. They, they, were, they were soft showing, and he was taking the bait, 
and putting the ball on the floor and trying to drive into a packed paint, I think AD needs to shoot. I'm I don't while I don't disagree with you, I can understand why AD was hesitant to do it. They probably heard stop shooting jump shots for 48 hours straight. Literally from every right, single right. person that talked to them <laughs> for 48 straight hours. It was guys, why are you taking 53s? You're bigger than this team. Get to the freaking paint, get to the foul line, all of that. So I understand that. And at the same time, he shot like 30 something percent from three in mid-range this year, right? Like he wasn't he wasn't making his shots this year, which is a down year for him. But, you know, the bubble, he's, he found the stroke. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I like the volume at which he's taking it because he's still a threat. Um, I think when they do run that, when they do run the pick and roll with him and LeBron, like it does put the defense in a bind. Like, is he going to pop out? Is he going to roll? Because he's a huge threat vertically. And he's a huge threat, obviously, from outside, which is why I love the Rondo synergy on pick and roll that he has. I thought Rondo was good in this game as one of the only guys who was getting legitimate dribble penetration. Like he was straight up getting to the, the basket while still having his dribble. So he has the option of shooting or kicking out to shooters. And Rondo's just been, I, I know we say this all the time, but he's just been fucking good, man. He's just And he was one good. of seven. And his it's not like he got hot or something. His but offensive not, rebounding was huge scoring, for them. Dave. It's it's like he's another grown up when he has the ball in mm -hmm. his hand, right? Like you feel like okay, a decent decision is going to get made, and like he hasn't been afraid to dribble penetrate. Some of those were point blank layups, like that he could probably make, and he made a big layup in the fourth quarter, right? You know, on a great pick and roll where he caught Bam in between, not knowing if he wanted to show hard against Rondo or you know guard AD for the lob. So I, you know, Rondo was good. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. J yeah, and Ron, the offensive rebounding to me was the most important part, like what do you have? Three offensive rebounds, I think, in the second half. Yeah, two. A, a tip out. Yeah, two and a tip out. I think then he he had like some. He kept a lot of possessions alive. Caruso did the same thing. Those those guys bo both had key offensive rebounds. The the Lakers like they're a weird team because they're a team led by two superstars, top five, top ten players, wherever you want to put AD. In there, I, I know that's a sore subject, <laughs> but but they're a weird team because they do have that superstar talent. But they're still a they have to win grimy, like they have they to no get the offensive rebounds. They have to play defense, like that's their path to winning. And I think they kind of forgot that in game three. I think in game three, especially after watching game four, it stood out how easy they were letting Jimmy Butler get switches and 
just get to his spots in game three. Game four, especially the second half, they did a much better job of going under screens, forcing him to have the tougher matchup in Anthony Davis. And I, I thought that made a huge, huge difference. Jimmy was five for five in the first quarter. Did he even make a field goal attempt after that? I'm not sure he did. I, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but he was – Anthony Davis limited his effectiveness, and he didn't want to uh, shoot. Dwight Howard only played eight minutes in this game, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Anthony Davis played the majority of his minutes as the the five, which, you know, we all know the, the running joke, right? Uh, that he is a five. He just refuses to do it. But I mean, they they were plus 17 in, in Anthony Davis's 42 minutes. He is dominant. It's a big difference. And it's a big difference from what he was in game three. Like, you, yep. you know, the defensive rating in game three for Anthony Davis, the Lakers were 127 defensive rating, 127 with him on the court. And in the 15 minutes, he was off 90. Like that's that's, you know, almost a 40 point swing there. guy. I mean, it was a massive difference. I, I obviously don't have the number out now because the advanced stats aren't out yet. But I'll tell you what. It was not right. that tonight. Like he, he came in and was like, I'm here to defend now. It was such a different game from him all around, offensively and defensively, with just his mindset, I really felt like was the so case. So where does Miami go from here? I mean, they're down 3-1. You know, historically, we know it's not great. Uh, the bubble has been different. And Miami is definitely a different team. Uh, Jay, do they have a counter to... Anthony Davis is the best defender uh, on the court for 42 minutes. I don't think they do. I don't think they I don't think they have a counter. I'm not sure they need much of one. Like just get get a few more makes. Their defense has held up very well over the last couple of games. They have they have done a great job against the Lakers, especially in the half court. And, you know, if if Jimmy Butler has a more normal game if Tyler Hero makes shots if Kendrick Nunn doesn't go two for way too many then then they have they have a chance their defense will give them a chance if if they keep defending if they keep limiting the paint if they keep forcing guys like Caldwell Pope and Markeith Morris to beat them because LeBron obviously he had a pretty good game but the turnovers for the second straight game have been a factor Anthony Davis had a great game but a lot of that was defense it wasn't like he was killing them offensively the Heat's game plan defensively has has just been really, really good, and and it's worked. and And they've limited everything the Lakers want to do. Now it's, I mean, it's going to be tough to score against the Lakers' defense. But they they were right there in that game. It wasn't like it was non competitive or anything like that. So I, I I just think the the key for them will be finding ways to free Butler to not just. Not just to score, but to make plays. Like he made plays for everybody in game three. Game four, what the Lakers did to take him away, took away all the playmaking that he had too. And I, I think without Dragic, there just wasn't enough playmaking. He still wound up with nine assists, right? Like so, and it's funny it to to look at the stat sheet and feel like he still left some on the table. I I still think it's Jimmy and shooters and in having Bam out there obviously changes the geometry of the court. I don't know, like they're better with Bam. I'm not I'm not arguing that they aren't, but I think they've got to find a way to make it so that at worst, your only non-shooters are Butler and Bam. You know, like that's it. And those guys basically need to be ready to play 45 minutes. 
48 minutes yeah. probably. And, right, but, And here's the problem, though. They have to win three straight. And I'm old enough to remember game one where the Lakers just had a hot shooting half and it was mm-hmm. over at halftime. And that's that's basically why this is over to me. Because the threes that the Lakers get are, again, not that the not that Markeith Morris is a great shooter or KCP or Danny Green used to be. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. Hey, relax. Um, um, relax. Um, Rondo. <laughs> you know, like, but these shots are wide open and a lot of them are corner right. threes. And you figure the Lakers just make three or four more of these. In any of these games, and it's a blowout. That's why I'm just like, this series is over. If the Lakers even get semi-hot from three in any of these games, it's it's done. It's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's unfortunate that Drogic went down and and Bam went down. Um, but but that's that them bees the breaks, you know. Like it happens. You guys, you guys think this is over Friday? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, here, here's the thing. You know, they win game three behind a great Jimmy performance, but it's also the Lakers played bad, right? Like, the for the Heat to win, and this isn't, I mean, people may get upset about it, but for the Heat to win, it's because the Lakers have to play really bad. If both teams are playing well and it's a close game, the Lakers have more weapons at the end of the day just because of all the injuries. And there's nothing, you know, when everybody's like, well, what do you, what's Miami going to do? There isn't anything they can do. Plain and simple, unless they could find a way to fix uh, the the torn uh, plantar fasciitis in, in Dragish overnight and, and pull a scientific miracle, there isn't anything they really can do. They just got to hope. They got to go out there, play with their intensity, and hope the Lakers have bad games. But to expect that that's going to happen three more times, nah, it's done. Is Anthony Davis everybody's MVP right now? Mm, I, yeah, I don't think. So. I mean, yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. LeBron. Le, le, we all know MVP. LeBron puts up the numbers. I think Anthony Davis's defense. I mean, you just cannot replicate that. He's not my MVP. He was terrible in Game Three. Like he was just horrible. There's like he was just completely horrible. If he was anywhere near good, they won that game and the series <laughs> is over. Like, uh, I, I, he's not my MVP. I mean, maybe he'll have a crazy game. He'll drop forty and destroy Jimmy Butler again. <laughs> And he'll just make it like a an issue for people to pick against him. But I think game three right now is going to disqualify him because the numbers are going to be pretty close and probably tilt towards LeBron. And you know nobody counts defense in these fucking votes. <laughs> so, I, I know, which is unfortunate. So, like, <laughs> so, well, like I hope also KCP gets a vote. Ex- Even though everybody knows no, he has he, no he, chance. Stop. He won't. He, he, he won't. Stop. He won't. <laughs> the, 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 what I can see, though, is lebron going off in game five in the closing scenario and things like that i could see lebron having the 45 point triple double you know to to close it and clinch finals number four uh you know uh and, and all of that so I, and that would seal the deal for the the mvp for him before we go i just want to point out the the last stretch of the third quarter was so devastating for the heat they should have had the last shot. Tyler Hero shoots with like seven seconds left or whatever it was. They foul with 4.7 seconds left. Instead of it being three with a chance to cut it, it's it's all of a sudden five going into the fourth. That's a huge swing, man. You can't afford in a series when you're out talented and when you're injured to have moments like that where you just give away keys. That key whole moments. last minute of the third quarter really was a backbreaker for them, I thought. Uh, even leading into it, like three and a half minutes to the end of the of the third, uh, and, and this stuff, it happens, man. Like you're playing with young players, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, like 
just never been there before. Bam out of bio. I mean, I think that this is this is where the experience that the Lakers have really shows. Having, you know, Jimmy Butler is great, but he doesn't command a game the way LeBron James does. I, I don't know if Jimmy is a calming influence for those young guys yet. I don't know if he could be. Maybe LeBron couldn't. You know, I mean, rookies, the 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 lights shine a little bit brighter. You're in the finals. You know, you get a little bit tight. Although I don't think Tyler Hero's ever been nervous a single second in these games. That uh, kid shoots it, His bro. confidence yeah. is, he shoots is it. something special. I think special. it's going in because he shoots it with the confidence of a, a Larry Bird, dare I say it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, now that uh, Waz is called is Tyler, uh, Tyler Hero, Hero Larry Bird. Indiana. We got to find that out on Big Waz and Investigates. Indiana and Wisconsin yeah, is seriously. the same thing to watch. That's a good point. Let's be Indiana, honest. Indiana, Wisconsin, it's the same as Nebraska, Omaha. Oh, Omaha's but before, but before that, too, <laughs> the other back-breaking moments, though, for this this game, and, 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 and sorry, guys, I know nah, I'm holding everybody up. The uh, It was a two-point game. Jimmy Butler misses the three. Then Casey, uh, KCP knocks down the three in transition. They go up five. Then Bam gets the uh, makes the shot, but it's not in time. And they don't, you know, they get a shot clock violation. I mean, from that point on, it was over because then I think Rondo hits a layup after that, or or or, or somebody well, was, hits a shot after that. That might have been the KCP point, layup, but yeah, it just kind of at that point it just ended everything for them. And I think that sort of was the uh, the real backbreaker for the Heat. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Uh, Miami's been a really fun team to watch. I, I know that Jay King completely disrespects them, but the rest of us. What's 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 funny is because. I have disrespected them all along, but I actually love watching them play. Like they're they play beautiful basketball. They compete like hell. They play together. They watching them run around screens and cut is really just glorious for basketball nerds like me. But I have disrespected them all along, so you get all of it. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about all the other basketball shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Of course, the Athletic NBA Show featuring all of us kind of throughout the week. Make sure you check that out. House of Strauss, all the team shows that we've got. Uh, no dunks. Subscribe to the shows that you like. Use the comment section. We are actually checking those comments because, you know, we really appreciate the feedback. If you're not a member of The Athletic, go over there now. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Sign up for a buck a month. It's crazy. I don't know how they afford to pay J. King's salary. Only charging people a buck a month. The guy is getting paid. Thank you guys for waking up with us. We'll be back Saturday morning after game five, where we all expect the Lakers to just close it out and be the champions. Uh, guys, on on two, take us home. One, two. Ding, 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 ding. ding.